listen up. This here's the plan. Brendan and I are going to sneak in without a peep, see? And bring our microphones with us. Then, while the listener's distracted, we're going to record this week's episode real smooth-like. As soon as that baby's finished, we'll get it all published and ready to go. Then bust out of here and hop on a first-class trip to Tahiti quicker than you can snap your fingers. The perfect crime? No. The perfect podcast. This has got to recap. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Back to the cast. Gotta recap. It is episode 39, the season finale of season three of Samurai Jack. Brendan, are you excited for the finale? I am. I want to I can't wait for them to top last week and the week before that. <laughs> they certainly uh, tried. Question mark. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I wasn't in the writer's room. <laughs> Uh, Nick Montagani, I am here with Brendan Riley. Brendan, it's a it's a it's a wonderful night for a season finale podcast. I say, sure is. Yep, always a always a good time when you're writing a podcast. <laughs> we we and we did write out. We're actually both reading off of scripts right now yeah. for yep. what we're going to say. And it looks like there's a typo here, so I'm just going to skip over that word and. <laughs> Move on to the next notes. You got to really clean this up before you send it to me. I don't have time for that. I write it while I'm watching the episode. That's this is not the kind of thing you need to multitask. You you (laughs) got to pay attention to both aspects of the show or we're never going to make it in show business. I don't have time for that. There's too many Pokemon to catch. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, what's going on? We're both playing Pokemon Legends Arceus. Is it Arceus? I think so. I don't know how to pronounce it. (laughs) I think we're both enjoying that to certain degrees. I don't know. I'm hot and cold on it, but like I am having a good time. I like it when it's not grindy and then it gets grindy. Yep. yep. I kind of feel the same way. Um, we're both enjoying that. I just watched. Uh, I actually I went to the movie. Uh, get okay. So dig this, Brendan. I went and saw Jackass Forever, the new <laughs> Jackass movie. Oh yeah. In, <laughs> in theaters because it's only in theaters. And, oh my and, god. Here's the mind-blowing part of it. Well, it's also, it. first of all, it's mind-blowing that they made a Jackass movie that released in the year 2022. Yeah. Uh, this is the first movie I saw in movie theaters since Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Um, I think the last one I saw before The, the Dark Times was uh, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, that was, yeah. That, I, that was, if there was a candidate other than the rise of Skywalker for me to have seen, it would have been that, but I didn't see it in theaters. I saw it later on Ah, bummer home video. I almost just said, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Jackass forever. What else did I do? I also watched, have you heard of this Netflix show called murderville? No, I haven't. It's like a comedy. It's like an improv comedy murder mystery show starring Will Arnett. Okay. Um, it's pretty good. The hook of it is he has like different celebrities come in to be his partners, but the celebrities don't know the script of the show. So like they're fully improvising as themselves, which is kind of fun. Uh, like Marshawn Lynch, the football player was on it. And then like Conan O'Brien was in the first episode. It's pretty funny. I'll have to check it out. Uh, fun fact, Phil Lamar 
plays one of the characters on this in one episode of Whoa. the show. He's not one of the celebrity guests, but he is a character on the show, which I didn't know going into it, but I was very happy to see our boy Samurai Jack himself. Yeah, on I, this, I can imagine it. Show. You just see him come up and you go, there's the guy. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I got to I got to talk about this guy in a couple days. <laughs> Call your wife in the room. Look, look, look. Look, it's him. She's like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> I did. You know, I, I, actually, I actually did say that to my wife. She went, oh, great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. Which was the appropriate reaction. <laughs> oh, that's what we've been up to, Brendan. You know, I sometimes worry when we do these episode intros that, like, we're being a little too topical because, like, the, the nature of the show we're making, this is meant to be kind of like an evergreen thing. Cause Samurai Jack is not producing new episodes. So like, not that we know of. Yeah, this is, it's, it's kind of like the nature of our show is like, you could listen to this at any time and presumably get the same enjoyment out of it. So like, I have trouble like making references to the new things of <laughs> today when someone might be listening to this in like five years in the future. I think it's good. Cause it, it's a framing. Because we are we yeah. are watching this now, and our opinions are based on now, so it, it helps it helps the listener in the future kind of know where our heads are at. Uh, welcome to the show, listener. Five years in the future, <laughs> I hope you're enjoying 2027. Oh, hello there, uh, Kyle. <laughs> to all of our United States listeners, I hope you're enjoying uh, the country's leadership under President Putin. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Something went very wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, Brendan, I don't know. I just I have a hard time sort of like latching on to the things that are like hot in today's environment. Um, with all of that in mind, I have a little segment for us to do in this week's episode intro. And I just want you to go ahead and describe the screen that I am now sharing with you. Uh, it looks to be a, a Wordle screen. <laughs> <laughs> that you right, that baby. you have made in Google Docs, and it's called Jackal, uh, J A C K L E. For anyone curious about it, and I have a feeling I understand where this is going. <laughs> Brendan, uh, you you you're very lucky, my friend. Uh, this week you are going to be playing a version of the word game du jour. <laughs> Uh, Wordle, except yes, of course, I have revised this to be Jackal. And uh, what you are going to have to do for those who are uh, in 2022, maybe not familiar with the rules of Wordle, uh, or in 2027, as we talked about, and Wordle has long since flamed out, and I'm and this is a very foreign concept to you. Word games are no longer popular in the year 2027. Uh, everyone is playing. Virtual reality chess, I think, is yeah. what they're up to. They don't use words in the future. No. Words are a moot point. Everyone just projects images with mm -hmm. their brain implants. Uh, there is a, uh, a five by six grid. And, Brendan, you have to guess a, a five-letter word, and you have six guesses to get it. Uh, if you guess a letter in the right place, uh, it will light up green and you'll know that's in the right place. Yep. If you guess a letter that is in the word but in the wrong place, it will light up yellow. Uh, and if you guess a letter that is not in the word at all, it will not light up at all. Those are the rules of Wordle for anyone currently too afraid to play it. It's really not that complicated and it's just a quick 
distraction during your day, you should check it out. I don't know if you knew this, not to go too off topic, but there is now a Wordle Battle Royale that you can play. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. there's so many knockoffs of it right now. But you know what? The good thing is, is the guy who invented Wordle got his money because oh, yeah. he got bought by New York Times. So good for that guy. Yeah, he got paid. Yeah. So good for that guy. He deserves all of that sweet, sweet cash. Yep. Uh, Brendan, the name of the game is Jackal. Uh, you have to guess this five-letter word, and they're, unlike Wordle, there is a hint for you here. The word is in some way related to the television show Samurai Jack. <clears throat> okay. Uh, sword. Okay. I have to now. Did you, pro- now, did you program this to automatically do it, or are you going to be... Nope, I'm going to be doing it myself. <laughs> okay. I have to stop sharing my screen. So I can no longer, for listeners at home who can't see our Discord call, I can no longer see it because <laughs> Nick is doing GM things. All right, Brendan, I am now sharing my screen with you again. Describe what you see. Okay, so the word sword has been typed into the first row of boxes. Uh, the S, W, and D have no color, and the O and R are yellow which means they're in the wrong spot, but are in the word. Uh, one moment while I get a piece of paper so I can write down what letters I've already guessed. At Is a this what you do when you play real? I don't Wordle? have to do it when I play real Wordle because the keyboard does it for me. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Um, OK, so uh, I have O and R. Let's do the word. Uh, hmm. Uh, hmm. <laughs> Hey, nope. Uh, do, let's do the word Ouija. This is my usual go-to first word. This word. feels like a cheat, especially <laughs> since it's not in any way related to Samurai hey, Jack. <laughs> I don't make the rules. Uh, Brendan, for our listeners at home, uh, can you go ahead and just spell the word Ouija? The word Ouija for our listeners at home and not for Nick is O. No, nope, I've already got you. I J A. And it's a good okay. word to start with because it knocks out four vowels. Brendan, I am now sharing my screen with you once again. Uh, okay, so only the letter O. So U, I, J, A are not in the word. And O is not at the beginning. Uh, mm-hmm. hmm, so I have O, R. O has to go in the second or the final spot. Uh, hmm. What could it be? Uh, but I will let you guess non-Samurai Jack related words to be you able to already accomplish have. this task. Uh, let's <laughs> Actually, well, don't you remember in Jack in the Haunted House when he played with a Ouija board? <laughs> yeah, I, I do. Yeah. Um, hmm. I hope you get I hope you get it. I, me too. Let's try the word. Uh, no, I don't want to do that. God damn, I don't like being on the spot like this. Just do it. <laughs> Listen to your heart. Um, Give me a word, sir. I have. Give me any five letter word that comes to your pretty little mind. Fucks. Um, <laughs> I can do fucks if you want. Let's do. Let's let's actually do uh, forks. F O R K S. Okay, here we go. I'm just trying to eliminate letters at this point. Okay, Brendan, here are the results of your guess. Forks. Okay, I have... Describe what you're seeing. I have forks written out. The O is in the right place. The R is still in the wrong place. Uh, So, with that, R-O-B-E... 
Let's try robes. Brendan, how are you feeling right now? Are you feeling tense? Are you feeling uh, confident? Yeah, what's, I'm, what's your I'm mind not feeling state? very confident. No, I'm feeling I'm, I'm very stressed about this game. How do you usually do with your wordles day to day? I usually do okay. Uh, I don't always get it. I think I have failed a few times. Sometimes it takes me all six, but I feel like I probably on average will do it in three if I'm going to get it. Otherwise, I kind of flounder around. I have this is the least impressive brag that possibly exists in the the history of brags. I have never missed a wordle in like 41 wordles. Damn, I uh, don't like it when they have the same letter twice. It can throw you off. It always does. I missed yeah. robots last week, I think it was, or the week before. That's tough. That is a tough one. Uh, Brendan, I'm going to go ahead and share my screen now. Your most recent guess was robes. Here we go. So R-O-B is correct. E and S are not in it, which I already knew about the S. Uh, okay. So R-O-B, robot. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> if it's a robot, I'm going to be so mad. Now, Brendan, your most recent guess was robot. Let's find out if you were right. <laughs> I was. He did it. You're the champion of Wordle. Congratulations. <laughs> I got it in five, which is like a double bogey. I almost lost my mind when you just said that robot tripped you up the other week. I was like, fuck, I wish he had not remembered that. Uh, so you did that because you knew, because I had no, told you previously. Nope, I swear to God, I did not do that. I came up with that word on my own. <laughs> well, I did it, which is good because I was very worried that I was going to fail. Uh, um, and I will share this, or Nick can share the yes. this to our social yep. media. Of course, I want everyone to see Brendan's uh, a extremely impressive <laughs> success in this this edition of Jackal. We'll probably do this every week going forward. <laughs> like I that think. other game we played, uh, Aku or Naku. <laughs> that was that was a special occasion. Although you know, it might come up again. Uh, uh, didn't we play another game? Wasn't there one more game? Oh, uh, we played a few games that have only come up one time on this beautiful show of ours. Uh, Jackal is the name of this game. <laughs> Brennan, you passed with a flying colors. Congratulations. Hell yeah. I'm the winner. Robot is a nice Samurai Jack related word, it, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yep. I, ah, <laughs> uh, man, <laughs> you did it. I did. You it. did That's it. And I'm proud of you. Now I'm all stressed out though. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, you can calm down because the stressful quiz portion of our show is over, but now the extra stressful recap of portion of our show is coming up right now. Uh, I hope you're as prepared for this as you were for that. <laughs> I'm, I'm more prepared for this than I was for that. <laughs> then we better get right into it. <laughs> Watch out. Episode 39 of Samurai Jack. Uh, the Yes, the final episode of samurai jack season three. Oh shit uh, it is titled jack and the labyrinth uh, yeah that's fine i well, i thought it would be jack in the pyramid did we already have a jack in the pyramid though we did not okay i didn't think so but we also didn't have like a jack and the thief might have worked i think that might have been better uh but jack in the labyrinth works 
fine. Even it's though fine. even though he's got a map, but I'll accept. <laughs> <laughs> they both have maps. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jack in the Labyrinth is what we went with this time around. Uh, August 26th, 2003, a very significant day in the moment, in, in sort of the history of our podcast. Brendan, do you know why August 26th, 2003 was a very significant day in the history of Gotta Recap, colon, a Samurai Jack rewatch podcast? Uh, no. Did we start, did we start on August 26th? Not 2003. We did not. <laughs> uh, is it because this episode came out? Brendan, August 26, 2003 was my 10th birthday. Oh, what does that have to do with the podcast, though? <laughs> I'm one of the hosts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess. If one of these episodes, and I f- I'll be mad at you if you didn't tell me if this already happened. If one of the episodes came out on your exact birthday, which I don't know I what don't it is. I don't think it has. I would be mad at you if you didn't make a comment about it on our show. If it happens, I will comment on it. I don't think it will happen, though. I still don't know when it is, and don't tell me. I want you to <laughs> surprise me in the moment. Okay. My 10th birthday. I've just outed my age. Yeah, I didn't know you were born in 93. I didn't realize you were such a little baby. It's a little young boy. Brendan, I don't know exactly what year you were born. I've kind of wondered about that over the last few years. Like, how much older is Brendan than me? I'm going to go ahead and make a guess, and you don't have to tell me if it's right, okay? Okay, yeah. I think you were born in 1991. Yeah, that's right. Fuck yeah. (laughs) I nailed it. (laughs) You old sack of shit. (laughs) Why don't you get in your grave, old man? I'm working on it. (laughs) We'll both be there soon, God (laughs) willing. Uh, Jack in the Labyrinth, we're talking about this week. A man's voice is thanking Jack for saving his tribe from Aku, which is a similar thing that I think we've seen a couple times before where, like, someone is, like, recapping whatever kind of heroic deeds that Jack did for them. I think most recently we saw it in like Jack and the traveling creatures. Yep. I think so. Don't know what happened, but they're very thankful for whatever Jack did. And in return, they're giving Jack a map. The camera pans over this cloth map with like a dotted trail on it. uh, And a big old title on the map that says ye old map. (laughs) Yeah, it does (laughs) for no reason. Somebody just thought that was funny. Like in in universe, whoever like drew that map was like, "This will be oh, funny." Yeah. I'm gonna get him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not even the writers of the show. Yeah, whoever made the map in canon. Yeah. <laughs> the map leads to a great source of power. This this narrator says, and that power can help Jack get back to the past. And uh, we see that the trail on the map is leading to this big pyramid. The narrator character is kind of funny. In a like a very melancholy voice, he describes like that great source of power, and he's like, "It's a it's a power that Aku keeps locked away." I, I kind of felt like his accent was all over the place, and like his inflection kept changing. In yeah, like kind of hard to place like what they were really going for. W- was it Phil Lamar? It sounded like it might have been. I did not. Check oh, that. I don't know, but I'll bet it definitely could have been. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. I think that it was just just from hearing it, not from. Any actual research. I don't do right, that right. shit. <laughs> no. Leave it to me, my boy. Uh, although I fucked up this week. I didn't look it up. 
gotcha. Um, Finally. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ruined. Uh, The narrator warns that this pyramid is filled with guards and booby traps. And uh, he tells Jack, uh, he actually says, be careful, beware, be victorious if you dare. (laughs) Like he's Dr. Seuss or something. (laughs) What a fucking nerd. I know. Uh, he's spitting hot bars to Jack in this opening <laughs> segment. Um, I'm down for it. Um, there's a drawing. So that drawing of the pyramid on the map fades into like the actual pyramid that's in the mm. middle of the desert here. And it looks really cool. I really like the design of the pyramid. It's a really cool pyramid. It's kind of funny to me because it looks exactly like the uh, Luxor Casino in Las Vegas in our real world that we're living <laughs> in right now. I can kind of see that. Yeah. It's this big black pyramid with like a beam of light that's shooting up into the nighttime sky, which is literally what that casino is. <laughs> see, I immediately thought uh, of a Minecraft beacon. Mm. But the Luxor makes a lot more sense. It's what it is. <laughs> it's what and, and I even looked it up to see, like, did they did like this casino open like a year before this episode came out or something? But it didn't. It opened like more than a decade before this episode mm-hmm. came out. So, like, there wasn't really like a, a recency kind of connection. They just kind of went with the thing and it was the same thing. They just did it. Yeah. Um, It was odd. But yeah, this big pyramid. And uh, we can see Jack running through the desert towards the entrance to this pyramid. And the animation is very weird here. Sorry to cut you off, but we see him from the top down. uh, And every few steps, his character model kind of jumps up a little bit and then pops back down, kind of like he's like running with a limp. And I think it might be the angle they were drawing it at, but something was funky about it until the camera shifts down and like we see him from the side. I do think I noticed exactly what you're describing you know they blew all their budget on the birth of evil part one and two (laughs) yeah this one was uh this one was pretty tight (laughs) we only got the scraps left we gotta pump out one more episode (laughs) um jack is yeah running towards that entrance he's he's blacked out in this ninja outfit and brendan (sighs) samurais are not ninjas no these are two different entities that we're talking about here. Yep. But I'll give you this. I do buy that Jack had some ninja training during his montage as a, as a young man. Uh, yeah, I would believe that. Yeah. Um, it seems like something that would have come up. It does. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen it. Maybe we will. Maybe we'll get a flashback where we mm, see it. Brennan, anytime, anytime <laughs> we start saying maybe we will. <laughs> we gotta we keep, won't. Got to keep the hope alive. Uh, hey, maybe we will. We'll see. Um, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> uh, Ninja Jack is here. Uh, he's running up towards that entrance and some security drones fly by and uh, they shine a spotlight down on the entrance. But Jack is no longer there and the drones fly away. And then Jack hops down from the darkness that he's hiding in and like the ceiling of this entrance. He's really putting that ninja outfit to use yeah. <laughs> his abilities are based on the costume he's wearing mm-hmm. like a uh, ball in wonderland time. uh oh boy how <laughs> dare you invoke, invoke that its name, name. Yeah. 
Game of the Year 2021 podcast. You can go back and listen to our thoughts on the Games of the Year 2021. I think Balan Wonderworld was mentioned, uh, and as it should be, in a negative light. Yep. <laughs> and very briefly. Uh, yeah, he hops down from propping himself up in the ceiling, and he stabs a ninja dagger through like a control panel at the front of the door. Mm -hmm. Jack's got like some extra weapons and shit in this episode. He does, yeah. He's got a bow, uh, and I'm trying to think, mm -hmm. does he use the bow in the episode? He does, uh, yeah, I believe he does use the bow in the episode, but it's the first time he's ever had a bow. Yeah. We know he can use one, though, because we, we did see that in the training montage when he was hanging out with Robin Hood. Robin Hood and also learning uh, mounted combat with Genghis Khan. <laughs> right. Yep. Right. <laughs> Jack. Yeah, I don't know. He's got some troubling friends. He's got to <laughs> kind of, I don't know, explain himself for these his younger years. That's it. We're going to cancel him. He's canceled. Samurai Jack, Jack is, is over canceled. party. But this this podcast will continue. <laughs> that door pops open and Jack breathes out like some cold breath and runs inside of the pyramid. Um, and he runs into the next room and it's very dark in here. And he lights up like this little paper lantern spotlight kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, just... Use a fucking flashlight, Samurai yeah. Jack. Like, what For are real. you doing? Where did he even get that? I don't know. <laughs> did he make it? He probably to, made it. I bet he made it. I tried to look it up on Google. Like, is this a thing? I mean, I'm sure that there's some historical basis for whatever kind of weird paper flashlight that Jack was using. But just, like, <laughs> use a real flashlight like a uh, like a man. Technology exists, Jack. Embrace it. This all exists, yeah, in the year 3000, something like, my God. He doesn't want to get too attached to modern luxuries, because when he goes back, he's not going to have them. It's true, yeah. He'll be it'll he'll be too cushy in the future. <laughs> when he goes back, yeah, he won't know what to do with himself. You've gone soft, samurai. How is he supposed to play his daily Wordles? <laughs> I bet Jack would suck at Wordle. He would suck. He's not a very smart man. Unlike you, Brendan, robot was the word. Nice job. I can't believe you picked robot, you piece of shit. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't do that on purpose. Was that that was a recent world war? It was, it? yeah. And I, I, I failed it. <laughs> Not this time. Not this time. Well done. Um, Jack's got this impractical flashlight that he's shining around this room that he's in. And there's a robot sentry with one big eyeball that wakes up and tells Jack, you are under arrest, which I think is kind of funny. <laughs> it just keeps shouting it over and over. <laughs> it tells him he's under arrest, but also then shoots out like a laser eye beam <laughs> at him. So like, even if he was under arrest, he might as well have said you are under arrest and also immediately sentenced <laughs> to death. Prepare to die. <laughs> They've changed the definition of arrest in the future. It's there's no trial. You're just <laughs> put to death. You got to fuel Aku's tar bubbling pits, yeah. <laughs> which we've learned are now powered by death. So the more bodies you can toss in those black tar pits, the better. <laughs> yeah, it shoots his big laser eye beam at Jack, but he dodges out of the way and then he shoots it with an arrow from this bow that he suddenly has, just oh, okay. like we talked about. So this is where yeah. he uses the bow. I thought this is the moment have. where he uses the bow. Yeah. And it's the only time. 
It's the only time he uses <laughs> it in this episode or any episode. <laughs> we get a cool slow motion shot, though, of the arrow taken off the, the robot's head. It is. Yeah, it does. It falls down to the floor and opens up the door to the next room. Yep. It's another very video gamey episode extremely video gamey. Yeah, I've got a couple notes to read to you later on as we go, but you're 1000% <laughs> right, Brendan. Um, Jack proceeds to the next room and then the show proceeds to a scene change back outside of the pyramid. And we're seeing a different man materialize out of thin air. And he Approaches the control panel at the door of the pyramid, and uh, we kind of get like a brief look at this guy, and he's this professional thief-looking kind of guy. He's very much like a Lupin the Third kind of character, is what I got from it. He's based on something. I I looked this up, and he's very much based on like a historical character, and I should have written down <laughs> who it was, but I didn't do it. Uh, George Clooney in Ocean's Eleven, I think, is who he's based on. Oh, yeah, off yeah, of. yeah, yeah. George Clooney was in Ocean's Eleven, right? I haven't seen any I of the Ocean's I haven't seen any movies. of them. I don't know. I think so, though. I don't know that that's a problem that neither of us have seen those movies. Yeah. I don't know. Somebody can write in and tell us. Got to recap at gmail.com. Please let us know if George Clooney is in the Ocean's <laughs> series of films. And that's all. Don't tell us if they're any good. We're not going to watch them. They made an Oceans movie that was a all-female cast, I think. Oceans 13, I think that one was. Yeah. Yep. Oh, brother. Another <laughs> Ghostbusters <laughs> at it again. Oh, man. All these politics ruining my movies. I would kill for an episode of Samurai Jack that was an all-female cast. Because it's <laughs> usually Jack and a bunch of... Very dumbass, fucking stupid men. Or so like I would love a, for like one female character who has like something interesting to <laughs> some say. Agency, yeah. please, my god. They had that adv- uh, episode of Adventure Time where they gender swapped the entire cast. Well, that's kind of fun. It was pretty neat. Yeah, they gave them all new names too. It was pretty fun. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Um, this professional thief man. He's wearing a sleek white suit. And he's carrying a metal briefcase. And uh, he places a little hacking device on the control panel of the door and it pops right open and uh, some good old fashioned like heist music starts playing in the background. It's real good. Good good old timey heist music in this episode. Nice jazz score for us. Oh, yeah. Very cowboy bebop. Mm -hmm. In a lot of ways, actually, this episode. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you mean the live action Netflix remake of Cowboy Bebop that I I'm pretty sure we the last we time we talk talked about, about it, it we were never going to talk about it <laughs> another time. You son of a <laughs> Here bitch. we are. You broke the contract. That's my fault. Yeah, <laughs> I broke the seal. Let's talk about it some more. <laughs> I have nothing else to add. I know I don't either. <laughs> um, that that thief enters the same kind of room with the eyeball sentry that's in it that Jack just went through. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, this thief, like a regular fucking human being, he has a flashlight. <laughs> yeah. And, and his can like narrow the, the, the light cone. Yeah. He has a functional flashlight that anyone should be using in the year <laughs> 3000 something. Um, and that sentry robot wakes up and uh, but before it can do anything, the thief shoots some kind of device out of his wrist that electrifies the 
uh, eyeball robot and the eyeball again falls to the floor in like a slow, slow motion shot and the thief runs runs into the next room just like Jack did. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting this like pyramid that they've found themselves in. They It seems like they built like multiple paths, multiple similar paths through the pyramid, kind of like how in Disney World, like Space Mountain has two tracks in it that are just both the same track. Yeah. Like it makes sense, though, for a know. labyrinth. Like, I think that's kind of the it, it's not like a maze where there's only one way through. It's supposed to be just like mm-hmm. a big sprawling kind of thing. Maybe I'm thinking of this in the wrong way. I'm thinking of Jack and the linear path is what's <laughs> on my mind. Um, it cuts to Jack walking down a hallway and uh, he inspects some engravings on the stone wall of this hallway. It's actually kind of fun because we see like a like a depiction of Aku in mm-hmm. like hieroglyphics who's overseeing like the protection of whatever power is hidden inside this pyramid. I think it's funny that like he bothered to carve this into the pyramid. Yeah. At all. So like so he built this pyramid. That's my understanding. That holds this power that could help Jack go back in time. Why didn't he like destroy this pyramid already? Yeah. I, I, I had very similar thoughts throughout like the rest of the episode. Like Aku seems to be responsible for everything going on in here. Like if it, the power's not helping him, he's just got it locked away. Like why not just like get rid of the whole thing and like <laughs> cross one off the list for possible Jack past. <laughs> and why make solvable puzzles in the dungeon? Like why, why <laughs> yeah, give him the opportunity to get through? He's got to challenge him, you know. It's not just a physical challenge, but every now and then you got to get his brain working. Aku is tough but fair. <laughs> That's what I've always said about him, you know. <laughs> He's benevolent. Um, Yeah, Jack... He walks into a hallway that's lined with these unlit lanterns and he lights one of them with his stupid paper lantern and then all of them light up down the course of the hallway. Yep. Uh, and it cuts back to the thief who enters the same exact type of hallway and a little nozzle pops out of his briefcase and blasts a flame out of one of the lanterns, which lights up the rest of them down the hallway. I love this briefcase. <laughs> this is like I love his multi-tool briefcase. <laughs> it's the best bit of tech we've seen in the show so far. It's really great. It can do anything. It can do every single task that needs to be done in this particular pyramid and probably anywhere else on the planet Earth. <laughs> I think the only conceit to it is that it does not work as a briefcase. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> he, if it could, he probably would have put the MacGuffin in it towards the end of the episode. That's fair. Yeah. He failed to do that. It's not for holding. It's for <laughs> it's like a Swiss Army case. <laughs> it's just not a briefcase. That's all. <laughs> Uh, Jack enters an empty room and he pulls out his map and he lets out a couple of cold breaths again and uh, he can see in front of his cold breath there's uh, some infrared lasers that are lining the path right in front of him. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we see the thief enter the same exact kind of room and we kind of get our first good look at the thief's whole kind of deal. Um. He's got this white fedora that is covering his eyes and he's biting a toothpick like a thief would. Yeah. He's got this long red hair and a scruffy red beard kind of like poking out from underneath his fedora covering his face. I like I I kind of where I land on this thief throughout the rest of the episode, like the way he acts, the things he does, everything about him. I think I like everything about this thief character except 
for the fact that he looks like Shaggy from Scooby Doo underneath, does, like yeah. that fedora. Yeah, he kind of does. <laughs> he's suave Shaggy. I feel like that was a mistake. <laughs> I think he's kind of cool. This scraggly red hair and beard, like, inherently makes him look dorkier than the way that his character acts. <laughs> I'm not sure what it would have been better, but like, this did not work for me. That's okay. Um, and the thief pulls out like a little Pokédex, which has a map on it too. Yeah, it it looks exactly like a Pokédex. Yeah, pretty much exactly that. Um, and he puts on some high tech goggles, and now he can see like the infrared lasers all over the room that he's in. And he pops out like a little tape measurer out of the top of his multi tool briefcase um, that measures the height of the room. Uh, And then the tape measure retracts and he pops out four little wheels on the face of the briefcase. And he leaps up in the air and those those wheels stick to the ceiling like magnets. Mm -hmm. And then he scoots his way across the ceiling of this room, scrolling a little mouse wheel as he like passes his way above the lasers. All I could think during this whole scene with him scrolling that little wheel was like, there's got to be a better way. You couldn't have made a button that just makes it go forward. <laughs> like, you got to do this stupid thing with your thumb the whole time. Some kind of automated solution. <laughs> I imagine it takes it was, quite a bit of force to like make it move forward. It was 2003, Brendan. We were all ex- obsessed with mouse wheels. <laughs> it was the, the new hotness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hardly even have one anymore. Uh, what? Uh, I have I have one. Right. It's right there. I have one with it's it's unlockable so you can free spin it. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's the greatest thing. Does, does that have any application for you in anything that you do? Uh, yeah, I use it when I'm scrolling on like pages on the Internet. If I want to like go way down the page, I just click it okay. and let it roll. Uh, I also if you there's a glitch in Borderlands where you can duplicate guns if you drop your gun while you're switching them very quickly. So if you free spin it and then just start mashing the drop button, you'll just make clones of your gun. That's what your mouse was made for, I guess. Yeah, it is a gaming mouse. They knew. They knew. We should have all known. <laughs> um, yeah, he's sco- he's scooting his way across the ceiling and it cuts back to Jack in the same room and he has propped himself up like stretched out between the two walls of this narrow room. He's slowly inching his way along the ceiling, letting out like intermittent hot breaths to see the laser beams below him. Yep. So like as much as we want to complain about like the scroll wheel of the thief's briefcase, like he's at least got a, a little bit easier than Jack has it. Yeah. Uh, and there's cool intercut shots of like Jack and the thief taking their two very different approaches across the room. Um, but they both make it to the other side. Uh, Jack runs into the next room and there's these stone tiles surrounding a giant obelisk in the middle of the room. And he steps on one of these tiles and it collapses down into like a bottomless pit and mm-hmm. sends him in like a free fall. Yeah, we've uh, entered the Squid Games portion of the pyramid. I haven't seen Squid right. Games. People still, people still like Squid Games, right? I liked it. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Okay, I'll check it out at some point. Um, he's falling down into this pit and uh, luckily he's Samurai Jack. So he jumps good back up to <laughs> the platform and just carefully like hops his way from tile to tile across the room to the other side. Um, the thief enters the same kind of room and his tile starts falling down, but he shoots like a grappling hook up to the ceiling 
and pulls himself up all the way and then fires another grappling hook <laughs> across the room and zip lines his way down to the other side. It's very cool the way he like screws them together once he's yeah. got both of them out. I liked that a lot. Also very Zelda, though. I remember, was it uh, Twilight Princess? Where you're yep. in the sky de- uh, temple yep. and it's like, oh, you yep. got another yep. hook shot. Go on. Yes. <laughs> in this moment, I knew exactly what you were talking about. And I went, yes, Brendan. Yes, queen. Tell me all about it. Yeah, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen in the Zelda game. Another hook shot. Oh, sick. You got two of them now. Think of all the places you can grapple. You're basically Spider-Man now. Uh, oh man, that would be sweet in a Zelda game. Uh, Breath of the Wild 2 maybe coming out this year. We'll see if they want to. I lean. doubt it. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> I feel the same way. Uh, it, although for our 2027 listeners, I hope that you enjoyed Breath of the Wild 2 more than Brendan did because you know what? He probably didn't. I probably liked it, but I will still complain that it's not a real Zelda game. You, yeah, you fucking poser, you <laughs> fake gamer. You're a fake king. <laughs> I don't want to have this argument again. <laughs> uh, what have they done? They've both made it across this room. Um, and they both start running through hallways and the camera cuts back and forth between Jack's like little two-toed ninja sandals and the thief's like fancy wing-tipped shoes like running down these hallways. Yep. Uh, Brendan, I have written here in my notes... Thank God for autocorrect, because I have misspelled the word thief almost every single time. <laughs> I before E, except after C. You, I should know that. <laughs> Is there a word that ends in I-E, no, E-I-F? Because for some reason, I did T-H-E-I-F. Time and time again. I don't think there's a word that ends in that particular. I don't think there is. There could be, though. Um, for some reason, I did it every time, but you know what? My Google Doc has me covered because <laughs> they, they fix it every time. Thank you, Google, for solving, solving all of our world's problems. <laughs> Thank you, Google. All hail the Google. All hail Google. 2027, that is a real thing that people are required <laughs> to do. Children no longer say the Pledge of Allegiance in schools every morning. They just chant all hail Google for <laughs> 90 seconds. When they're going to class in the metaverse. <laughs> oh, God, that uh, that's too real. You've gone too far because that's really happening. Gross. Um, Jack reaches a chamber with like multiple doors leading in and out of it. He stands there for a moment and he can hear the thief's footsteps coming towards him. He doesn't really know who or what is here in this pyramid with him, but he doesn't stick around long enough to find out and runs through a door off to the side. And then just as soon as he does, the thief enters that same chamber and he can hear Jack's footsteps in the distance and sort of runs in the same direction as Jack. Jack enters into some kind of like weird observatory or like astrology room in the pyramid. It's just a fancy room with all kinds of stars drawn all over it. It's another one of these instances where I'm not really sure why, like, if if we're to believe that Aku set up this pyramid, why is this room here? Uh, you know, I'm starting to think it's kind of like a tourist attraction. Like, Aku mm-hmm. was going to build, like, this big resort around the pyramid, but then ran out of funds or just gave up on the project. 
I just got to put this this powerful thing in here because you know what I've already I'm way underwater on this pyramid <laughs> pyramid scheme quote unquote. Just an escape um, room. <laughs> escape room that no one can escape from it if no one enters it, <laughs> except for Jack and this thief. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of like constellations that are etched in these blue discs that are on the floor and the ceiling. Jack looks down at one of these constellations that like they're all named. And this one is named Vadekvia, V-A-D-A-Q-V-I-A, which yep. was not this works this this week's wordle word. Uh, Thank God. It's too many letters. <laughs> I know. Good Lord. Um, Vedekvia, it says, I Googled this word to see if this was an actual constellation. And the only search result that I got was a wiki article about this exact episode of Samurai Jack. (laughs) And it didn't have any information to share. Nope. (laughs) It didn't even reference this word in the wiki article. So I'm not even sure how it came up. Yeah, that's weird. (laughs) It's really bizarre. Uh, I don't know. It was odd. Um, there's a blinking star. In the constellations on the ceiling that starts letting out like a little, little chime noise. And then there's a blinking panel that's on the floor that's like in the shape of a moon. And Jack can hear the thief's footsteps getting closer and closer to him in this room. And he slides a big obelisk uh, that's in this room on top of that moon panel. Uh, like it's again, like we talked about, like it's a fucking Zelda puzzle. Yep. Well, first he tries to stomp on the panel for a while. Like it doesn't work like a big fucking dummy. No go on that one. <laughs> yeah, he slides this big thing on top of it and it goes. <laughs> um, and a hole opens up in the ceiling of the room and he jumps up through it. And that obelisk slides back into place just as the thief enters the room behind him. Um. Jack climbs up the ladder through this hole and enters another room, and he's blinded by a flash of light. And then when he looks up again, at the end of the room, there is a small artifact that is emitting this gigantic beam of light that we saw coming out of the top of the pyramid from the outside. Mm-hmm. And sitting in like a little, it's it's sitting in like a little cradle surrounded by these small red lasers um, and this entire kind of apparatus is flanked by like these large Egyptian statues. Um, the ninja enters the room and removes his hood. Surprise, Brendan. It's Samurai Jack. <laughs> ah, shit. We should have been doing that bit the whole time. <laughs> I know. I referred to him as the ninja over and over again. <laughs> this this mysterious figure. Who could it be? Uh, Jack is looking at this artifact and he slowly inches his hands towards it when the thief appears in the doorway on the opposite side of the room i wouldn't do that if i were you you're liable to vaporize your hands who are you funny i was gonna ask you the same they call me jack samurai jack Four thousand years, and still, every wannabe super spy in black tights has to use that same old tired joke. Ooh, I'm a dark ninja. Sneaky, sneaky. Woo! You can't see me. He's like seemingly frustrated with ninjas for not respecting the jobs of like super spies and thieves. (laughs) Yeah, he actually tells him you got to put some respect on the J O B. The J O B. Yeah, that's (laughs) right. 
Yeah. He's like, please, this is a professional's game. I have flashlights. <laughs> what do you have? Paper lanterns, you fucking freak. Nerd. It's weird to me that he says to him 4,000 years and still all these people are doing it. So he's like putting a date on something. I'm not exactly sure what like 4,000 years refers exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, has it been established that we're 3,000 years in the future? Or is that just I a number that we make, thought, made up? Now, my b- thought was that this number came from episode two of Samurai Jack. For some reason, I felt like 3,000 was established on that episode. But I think that we've just kind of been rolling with that for 39 episodes of Samurai yeah, Jack. Yeah, I'd now. have to go back and check. Uh, but we... It's not the wouldn't be well. It might be the first time, but it wouldn't be the last time or the only time that we just make up numbers for things. Oh, we've done this yeah, just to make it easier for us to. We're like, yeah, Jack's make. probably like what twenty five. <laughs> we'll go with it. He was five to ten years old when he went on his quest, <laughs> and even that's loosey goosey. It it's just one of those lines that like is a total throwaway line in the episode, but like has me questioning the entire like <laughs> we are concept of the show. It. Yeah. <laughs> it's like got me rethinking everything Why about would you write what that? I've heard up to this point. <laughs> Please just say 3,025 and we can move on. <laughs> just say centuries. Millennia. Would be funny if the spy was like, ah, oh. 3,000 years after you, Samurai Jack, were thrown into the future, and we're still using all of these re- references. To yeah, ninjas. well, when he when he first started talking and he dropped the 4,000 years line, I was like, does he know who Samurai Jack is? Like, is he about to be like, ah, you from 4,000 years ago? Um, Unfortunately not, though. No, unfortunately not. And, you know, Jack did introduce himself as Samurai Jack, which the thief laughed at. I thought everybody knew who Jack was, but I guess... You know, maybe not. This thief's got, you know, bigger fish to fry. He's got stuff to, to do, about yeah. The local celebrities. He's not on TikTok. <laughs> um, he uh, tells Jack that that artifact, artifact is rigged with an alarm, and he pulls out a little device out of his briefcase, which, again, like his tactical briefcase, the actual briefcase, like, inside portion of it is just holding this little device thing so like there seems like a lot of empty space in here that they could have used for <laughs> well there else. isn't it's, it's it's a very small place that only holds that one thing because everything else is full one. of guns and lighters and <laughs> little wheels yes yeah, sco- like a scooter like a motorized <laughs> scooter i think he should ride it around more I, he should have yeah um yeah he pulls out that little device out of his briefcase and yeah it's like this little apparatus with like four triangular metal panels and he slowly places it beneath that glowing artifact and jack doesn't really understand what's going on but the thief is like very confident in his work and he like coyly smiles um and he presses a button on that device and those four panels pop up and wrap around the artifact but continue to catch like the laser beams pointing at it Mm -hmm. um and the thief starts to sweat and he's like nervous, but he smiles as soon as he knows that like he's pulled off the job. Mm-hmm. He did it. He's cracked the case. <laughs> the pa- uh, Like a panel drops down out of that artifact and a shining diamond sits on top of this little device. And the thief picks it up and says, ah, piece of cake. 
And Jack is relieved. He's like, oh, thank you so much for getting me that diamond. You did a great job, my friend. <laughs> yeah, he just immediately is like, oh, what a bro. <laughs> this makes my life so much easier. Thanks. We're going to get back to the past and I'm going to credit you. <laughs> yeah, I'll pay you back in exposure. <laughs> uh, the thief is like, wait, this is not your diamond. And Jack says, yes, it is. And then they bicker back and forth for a while saying, yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. <laughs> yep. No, it's not. Wabbit season. Very childish argument that they get into here. Um, and a blinking light starts to appear in this room. And Jack and the thief watch as the Egyptian statues lining the room start to come to life. And there are these tall humanoid figures with animal heads. And then like these smaller automatons on wheels with swords start chasing them too. Yep. Um, And they start to close in on Jack and the thief as it fades into commercial. And when it fades back, Jack slices through some of these statues and the thief attacks. He blocks some of their attacks with his metal briefcase. Um, he flips a little switch on it and a machine gun pops out and starts like <laughs> blasting through these statues. Yeah, it it's got everything. <laughs> There's a little laser sight for the machine gun. It's great. Uh, I love this thing. Yeah. I got to get me. I got to get me one of these. Yeah. Hasbro get on it. Brendan, do you own like an actual like multi-tool Swiss army knife? Uh, I, I did. I don't know if I have it anymore. Probably somewhere. Yeah. One of those ones though that like, it's also a, a pair of pliers. Okay. You know what I mean? Like the ones that like fold open. I think I had the one that was like Boy Scouts branded. Because mm-hmm. I, I got definitely up to like, had one of those too. Yeah. Yeah. I got up to like the last year of Cub Scouts and then like backed out because I was not into it. But I had one of those where like the knife is so dull that you can't possibly cut anything yep. with it. And it's got like a can opener. And you, you lose the tweezers. Yeah. Yeah. Waste of time. But it made me feel very cool. Yeah, you got to get your whittling chip. And if mm-hmm. you if you mess it around with the knife, they take one of your corners of your whittling chip. <laughs> uh, secretly religious organization. Uh, the I, Boy Scouts. I believe not to get too deep into it, but I believe it was created in response to uh, the Hitler Youth. Oh, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I buy that. I think it was like a direct like answer to that like well if they're gonna do that we gotta do that (laughs) we should sell popcorn because i think if you make it to and i could be wrong and somebody can write in and and tell us all about it uh but i think if you make it to eagle scout that is a military rank you you start higher if you join the military when i was a cub scout uh my mother had a friend at work who like I don't even remember what he did, but he had like some kind of special practical skill that was like fun to teach to like a bunch of Cub Scouts. Mm-hmm. And uh, she arranged for him to like come into whatever our weekly meeting was and like teach us whatever the skill was and talk to us for a while. And I was like such a very, 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 very poorly behaved child that uh, <laughs> at the end of his presentation, he was like, uh, does anyone have any questions? And I raised my hand and I went, yeah, is this done yet? Oh, <laughs> I know. I'm so ashamed of myself. You were just trying to get a laugh, showing off for your friends. I don't even think I was. I think I was legitimately interested to know if like, we were done listening to whatever this guy was talking about. 
<laughs> Such a shithead, young, like, brat thing to do, but that's exactly what I did. <laughs> what a good little boy I was. Yep. Yeah, the uh, they're fighting off these robots that are attacking them, and uh, the thief is still holding on to that diamond, and he steps on a little panel on the floor, and a hole opens up, and he says to Jack, uh, nice meeting you, and he drops through the hole, and Jack jumps in behind him, and they both land in like a big pool of water beneath them, mm-hmm. uh, and some of the statues fall in after them, and are like shooting machine gun guns up through like the bottom of the pool at them. Um, Jack swims to safety on the other side of the room and the thief follows after him riding his briefcase like a boogie board, which is fun because it has like little propellers in yeah, it too. Kind of reminded me of the thing from Ape Escape that you get that lets you swim real yeah. fast. Yeah, <laughs> it does everything. Uh, those statues keep chasing them out of the room. Uh, they run past some more large statues and they're, they make their way down a series of hallways in the pyramid and uh, the thief yells at Jack and he says, wait, in here. And then the two of them hide out in a janitor closet, which we know is a janitor yes. closet because there's a sign on it that says janitor. Yeah. And that's kind of that's part of the reason I think this was a tourist attraction. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the gift shop <laughs> that you exit through the gift shop? You always put it. At oh, the yeah, end. that's true. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Um, I just thought it was so funny. They're <laughs> hiding out in a janitor closet. Yeah. Uh, they wait for the statues to pass by and the thief pops his head out of the door and like inspects to see if they're gone. And he pops back in and he says to Jack, oh, the coast is clear. And Jack smiles at him and says, yes, it is. <laughs> and karate chops him with a cartoon boing noise. <laughs> what an asshole. He fucking got him. It's a good move by Jack. Yeah. One of the sneakiest moves he's done, even on this episode where he's a ninja. So his whole thing is sneaking. <laughs> um, and he grabs that diamond and runs out of the janitor closet. And the thief chases after him and pushes a button on his briefcase. And yeah, just like we said, it turns into like a little motorized scooter that he sits on top of. It's got like little handlebars on it. It's great. <laughs> He zips by Jack on this little scooter and grabs that diamond and he keeps riding down the hallway, but comes face to face with a squad of these temple guards that are approaching him. He screeches to a halt on his little scooter and starts riding away in the opposite direction. Uh, They chase after him and Jack finally like catches up and uh, that that squad of guards approaches him and he starts cutting through them, but then turns around and runs after the thief. Um, the th- the thief thinks that he's kind of gotten away and he goes to like kiss the diamond, but it's a very weird kiss and it looks like he's sucking on it like a yeah. baby bottle. <laughs> yeah, he does. He really kinda likes like, that diamond. He suckles the corner of it for like a little too long. <laughs> I don't know. Made me very uncomfortable. Uh, he zips around some corners in this building on his scooter, but then he crashes head on into Jack somehow like they were going opposite directions and collided. I don't know how Jack got in front of him. There's twisting corridors in this labyrinth. (laughs) Um, The diamond bounces out of his hand and lands between them. uh, But the thief reaches down and snatches it away. And uh, Jack runs back uh, away into that same observatory we were in before. And the Mm -hmm. thief teleports into the room behind him. And they draw their weapons and get ready to fight 
this horde of guard robots chasing after them. They get completely encircled, and the thief starts reflecting some of the uh, robot's uh, machine gun fire with his briefcase. Uh, Jack cuts through some of them with his sword, uh, and some oil spills out from the robots and spreads across like the whole floor of the room. Uh, and it ignites and sets the whole room ablaze in like this big wildfire. Did we see how it caught fire or does it just like spontaneously catch fire? Seems like it kind of we we definitely saw the oil spreading. And as yep. soon as it as soon as that happened, I think they were kind of just like, let's just get some sparks. And then it catches fire. <laughs> Maybe the one of the, maybe one of the bullets. Uh, who cares? Look, we're not worried about the science of this <laughs> situation. Just make it happen. We need a set piece. More fire. <laughs> uh, Jack and the thief are caught in a ring of fire in this room, but they manage to hold off the attacks of these robots a little bit longer. But the thief, they're they're kind of starting to like lose their edge a little bit and like the smoke is starting to get to them and the thief says you know we got to get out of here and jack sees a pillar in this room with an eyeball kind of like the sentry we saw before Mm -hmm. Uh, it's producing a beam of light that's pointed towards the ceiling of the room he looks over at a panel above a door on the side of the room and he grabs that eye and again just like a fucking legend of zelda puzzle he redirects this beam of light into the panel above the door, which pops right open. Yep. It's exactly like a Zelda dungeon. This is something that I think they've done in every Zelda game. Yeah, you get the mirror shield, start shining mm-hmm. light on things. That's right. Um, and then you start hacking at the chicken, and then a bunch of chickens attack you at yeah. once because you shouldn't have sliced it so much. Yep, you shouldn't have messed with that chicken. Um. Yeah, he redirects the light into that panel above the door, which pops open, and he yells to the thief to run for it, and uh, Jack cuts through some of these statues to kind of buy the thief some time, and he does reach the door and calls back to Jack, and Jack looks up, and that thief is standing in the doorway, and he just says to Jack, I'm sorry, as that heist music, that smooth heist jazz starts to kick back in. Here's the double cross. He got you this time. You shouldn't have trusted him. <laughs> he's holding that diamond in one hand, and in the other hand, he's holding a bola. Yep. And he hurls that bola at the eye pillar, and it latches around it, and then like a little device on it explodes and uh, crashes that that eyeball to the ground, and the beam disappears, and the door closes behind the thief, and Jack yells out. He's pretty fucking frustrated. Yeah, I would this be. Situation. I don't know why the the thief even had to do that, really. He could have just left. I don't don't even know why Jack ever had a reason to trust him. Like, they never never had, like, a bonding moment in this episode where Jack's like, you know what? We're going to make it out of this together, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, they never really came to an agreement. They just started fighting next to each other. Yeah, they kind of, out of necessity, yeah, we're helping each other survive the fight. And then the one moment where like they could both get away, Jack's like, I'm going to sacrifice myself. That's what Jack will do. Cause, <laughs> cause he's, he's a, a moron. Idiot. Yeah. He's an idiot. <laughs> uh, Brennan, just like I've said to you in recent weeks, I feel so relieved to think of Jack in this way. It makes the show so much easier for me to stomach. It's great. It's a new me. I think. <laughs> um, 
Jack is left alone in this room with all these temple guards, and he just starts carving through them as as much as he can. As that ring of fire starts to creep in on him, he's running out of time. It's creeping closer and closer, and the smoke is rising, and he can barely breathe. And uh, he's about to give up. He like collapses to the floor. But then the thief's voice rings out from above and says, "Hey, Jack!" And a rope drops out from that hole in the ceiling. Uh, so a little bit of redemption. <laughs> a little bit, but why? Why? <laughs> know, he seemed like he had made up his mind of betraying Jack and now yeah. he's going like back on it. And 30 then, seconds later. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I don't know. And then not even 30 seconds after this, he'll like not cross Jack again, but like not try to help him. I don't know. Yeah, it's they're weird. not fr- they're not friends. I'm having trouble understanding the motivations at play here. Uh, for both of them. Yeah. yeah. I completely agree. Yeah, rope drops out of the ceiling and Jack Jack grabs onto it and it pulls him up out of the room all the way up through that hole, all the way up to the outside of the pyramid. They're both standing on the face of this pyramid and the thief smiles up at Jack. Jack doesn't really say anything, but the thief is like, you're welcome. <laughs> Ungrateful. He, he saved him from the problem he created. I know it's not <laughs> really. You weren't, weren't, it, You could have done him a bigger favor. Yeah. By just helping him get out in the first place. By not blowing up that thing. <laughs> like, what? I don't I don't get it. I don't understand. Piece of shit. <laughs> Uh, Jack demands that the thief give him the diamond and they enter another one of these childish shouting matches of, uh, <laughs> yeah. you must, I can't, you must, I can't. <laughs> Two immature dudes, Jack and the thief. Um, and fire blasts out of that hole in the wall and, uh, it knocks both of them away and knocks the diamond out of the thief's hand and it starts to bounce around the side of the pyramid and then starts to tumble all the way down the pyramid. And the thief dives after it and belly slides his way down the side of the pyramid and Jack slides down on his butt like behind him. <laughs> yep. Um, the diamond, they're like all tumbling down towards the desert floor and the diamond catches a ledge and like flies up behind the both of them the thief smashes his jaw into like that same ledge and like knocks out a couple of his teeth yeah it looks rough looks really painful uh jack also smashes his butt off of the same ledge which is gonna leave a big which also is very looks very painful yeah 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 i've having just seen the jackass forever movie i can imagine the exact kind of big black bruise that it's gonna be on jack's butt cheek tomorrow (laughs) Um, they slide all the way off the pyramid and get like kind of buried in the desert sand below that diamond bounces down and lands perfectly between Jack and the thief who are like both. Yeah. Trapped in the sand with like their faces perfectly on either side of this diamond right between them. And they stare at it and kind of realize like the ridiculousness of this situation that they found themselves in. And you know what? Jack and the thief are friends because they share a big old hearty, friendly laugh. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it's weird. This 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 scene's weird. It's really odd to me. 
Uh, they're friends now, right? I guess so, yeah. <laughs> After everything they've been through. What a couple of crazy characters we are, huh? Two peas in a pod, I tell you. <laughs> uh, they're laughing. They're having a good time. They're not too stressed about who the diamond's going to go to. You know, at this point, what does it even matter? We're all having fun here. Uh, and as they keep laughing, that diamond starts to, like, rattle and clack around and it shatters and explodes into like a million tiny little pieces. Yep. They both are still laughing, but they immediately stop and look at this diamond that's exploded, and the thief's eyes bug out from underneath his hat, so we see his eyes for the first time. The first time we see his eyes, and they're huge. The first and only time, yeah, they explode when they see this diamond in a million pieces. (laughs) The thief, he, yeah, his eyes now exposed. They start to tear up and he's mourning the loss of all that beautiful money, he says. Which, though, uh, I, I get that it's not a giant diamond anymore, but I feel like a, a pile of diamonds is still worth a lot of money. Yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's no longer like a magic diamond, though. So maybe he was going to sell it to someone who knew that it uh, had some sort of like magical power. Yeah, maybe. I just thought he wanted it because it was a big ass diamond. There's still some value in pieces of diamonds. Yeah, like a lot, like a lot of value in that. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) in in our world, but in the year four thousand something question mark. Yeah, the banks are still uh, falsely increasing the price of diamond by hiding Mm -hmm. it all. Mm -hmm. They've fully transitioned to uh, bored apes. (laughs) Now, if the diamond was an NFT. You want to talk about bored apes one more time on this podcast <laughs> for, for the third week in a row? Third week in a row, I think it is. Or well, third recording session in yeah, a row. Right, 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 yeah, right, 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 right. God, I hate this world that we're living in. <laughs> At the virtual schools in the metaverse, all the the walls are decorated with the school's NFTs used to pay out the teachers' pensions. Thank you for listening, 2027 <laughs> listeners. I'm so sorry for the reality that you're living in right now. <laughs> uh, the diamond's gone. The thief is sad. And Jack growls and gets himself up out of the sand and walks away into the desert. That thief sits alone in the sand as temple guards start to pour out of the pyramid towards him in the sand. And he vanishes into thin air, as we've seen several times now. Mm -hmm. And then that heist music kicks in, and the screens fades to black, and that is the end of the episode. We've joked a few times about like them not caring about the season finales of Samurai Jack. Like mm-hmm. they don't make a big deal out of them, which is a theme that continues to be true in the finale of Samurai Jack season three. Like, I don't know, just as we like theorized last week and was destined to be true. Like, it's really hard to follow up what is, like, the most epic episode of Samurai Jack ever, The Birth of Evil Part 1 and 2. Yep. It's really hard to follow that up with, like, a goofy kind of, like, one-off story like they did this week. Yeah, basically what boils down to, like, a a heist film parody. I don't know. I don't know if it's really fair. Because, like, all in all, like, if I'm really kind of looking back at this episode as a whole, like, I did actually kind of enjoy it. It was kind of like a fun, stupid, like, goofy heist kind of thing. And it, it seems to be that all the season finales are just, like, little fun, like, goofy romps. Yeah. Like Jack's shoes and Aku's fairy tales. 
yeah, like let's do a fun thing to finish it out and then we'll kick it off next season and see what our new kind of themes are going to be. Yeah. Yeah. I, in the moment I'm having a hard time kind of like shaping how I feel about it because of last week's two episodes. Mm. Um, but like, I think, I don't know. Yeah. Like it's a fun one. Like I like the thief character, uh, yeah. other than his stupid shaggy from Scooby-Doo hair and beard. Um, I like his sleek white suit and multi-purpose briefcase that does everything that you possibly need to. <laughs> I really like the briefcase. I also think he's kind of like a fun character in the way that he like talks to Jack. Like he's kind of like giving him shit in a way that like a lot of characters don't do on the show. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I, I, it's definitely, I think a fun episode. I had a good time. And I think when we do our, season three recap and ranking of the episodes, it might like feel a little better in my mind when I'm not comparing it directly to the birth of evil. But like in this moment, I'm just like, all right, like it's fine. Yeah, I thought it was good. Uh, it's probably one of the top episodes of the season. I have to do my list still and maybe yeah. it won't end up there, but I'm thinking right now it's, it's probably going to be up there. It's good. Yeah. It's just hard to think of it as being substantial. I well, yeah, when compared to the 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 movie right. special that was the last two episodes. And it's not fair to do that, but we cannot help but to do that. Mm -hmm. It's kind of at the point that we're at. Um, but yeah, I had a good I had a good time with this thing. And I think it's just fun. Yeah, it's just another like one of these things that I feel like we haven't had in a while on the show where like I feel like most of the episodes of like season one of Samurai Jack, we're like, we have an idea of a situation that we want Jack to be in. How do we shoehorn him into this exact thing? Yeah. And this week was like, we want Jack to do like a big diamond heist and also be a ninja. And like, I feel like <laughs> neither of those, like they hammed it up too much. Like, I feel like both of those kind of felt deserved yeah. in this episode and didn't like bother me in any way. It's just like we've said on this show, I've said on the show, you know, for uh, the last four or five weeks or so, like I'm fine with like a goofy kind of non-consequential episode as long as there isn't any stupid bullshit. And there wasn't this yeah. week. There was no stupid bullshit. So like I had a good time. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was I thought it worked pretty well. It was fun. Nice little uh, a nice little video game episode which yeah. we get once in a while. They love video games. These writers. Oh, yeah. And I you loved video games as, as a kid and still as an adult. As a, as a man. As a grown-ass man. <laughs> so this is working for me, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so keep them coming. <laughs> okay. That was uh, episode 39 of Samurai Jack. Jack and the Labyrinth. It seems like thumbs up all around, but kind of just a weird, <laughs> just a weird feeling after what we just did. Yeah. The last two weeks. Yeah. Luckily, though... Uh, I just watched it today, so I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't too like comparing it to the other one. Cause I had some a good amount of time between them. It wasn't extremely fresh in your mind. Whereas yeah. usually when you and me are done recording, uh, like one week's episode of the show, I will then watch next week's episode of the show the night, the same night that we record after we're done recording. I'm like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> Now I like uh, to I like to have it fresh in my mind. Yeah. And I'm fair. a procrastinator. 
<laughs> That's okay. Uh, you seemed to know what you were talking about this week. So <laughs> Sometimes I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you get away with it just this once. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, wait, that happened? <laughs> <laughs> no emails this week. If anyone does want to email us, uh, gotarecap at gmail.com is the email address. Reach out to us there with any thoughts on Samurai Jack or this podcast, or the Cartoon Network universe in general. Uh, we would love to read your thoughts on this show. And a uh, important reminder, especially since this is the season finale of Samurai Jack Season 3, uh, please definitely take the time to reach out to us there uh, with your thoughts on Samurai Jack Season 3 as a whole. Um, you know, any thoughts, sort of your overarching thoughts of like the themes of the season, uh, what episodes stood out to you as the best, what episodes stood out to you as the worst. Uh, we are going to be recording our Samurai Jack season three recap episode to be released next week. Um, so definitely send in those thoughts ahead of time. And we would love to read those on that show. Uh, we, would we, as we have said before, uh, it's fun to hear what you and me think, but it's even more fun to hear like what the listeners think of all of these 13 episodes that we've been through. Yeah. I want to hear from you. I haven't sang the email song in a while. I'm not going to let you do it. I'm not going to do the sad email song email. this time. Yeah, no. Yep. No, I will only let Brendan sing the song if it is a joyous, upbeat version <laughs> that we've come to know and love. Um. Yeah, got a recap at gmail.com is the email address. Please reach out to us there. Uh, also head to at got a recap on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, follow us along there and feel free to send your Samurai Jack season three thoughts uh, to those avenues. We would be happy to check in there. Uh, at the same time, head to Apple Podcasts and Spotify and drop us a five star review of our show. That helps us tremendously and thank you for doing that thank you uh brendan i have to go uh break into my uh bathroom because i have to pee okay <laughs> is that a fun is that a fun way to end this podcast <laughs> uh either way it's happening <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's fun or not because it's what i said it's already been done we cannot cut it We'll see if we have fun or not on our season three <laughs> recap episode next week. We will see you all there. Brendan, you and me are going to duke it out and see who's right and who's wrong. Although that doesn't really work when it's two people because I can say you're wrong and you could say you're right and we'll never get to the bottom of it. <laughs> Maybe it will be contentious this time. No promises, God, though. <laughs> probably, probably not. Uh, we'll see you all there. Thank you all so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.